What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Riffs on Tap, episode number 31. I'm your host, Alejandro. As always, we have... Riley. And your boy, Brock. There you go. How y'all doing today? Uh, Great. Yeah, not too bad. I... Like I said, I busted ass at work today, got done. They actually contacted me because uh, I was about 10 stops away from finishing my entire route. And they were like, hey, so you're doing really good. You're like five hours ahead of where you're supposed to be at. Um, so if you don't take a break right now, you're not allowed to come back to the warehouse. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll take my break. I feel that. I feel that. I don't really ever take breaks at work either. I'm just kind of like, eh, let me just keep going. It was yeah, like if, a just, day. if you it just kind of push through it, you know. Yeah. We take hella bricks. Yeah. You don't even do any work. You, you, exactly. just, you just sit out there. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, part of that job is the breaks. You know? So. Yeah, but I mean, you look at my hours. I got 45 already this week. One more day to go. I think I'm also at 45 hours as well this week. I'm at uh, like 18, maybe 20. <laughs> That's cute. Hell, man. Work a real job. Come on, man. Hey, what, okay, fuck <laughs> off. You know my situation. <laughs> Um, yo, Riley, what are we drinking today? Uh, we are drinking Victory Golden Monkey, a Belgian style triple, triple with added spice. With added spice, this I don't is, know what the added spice is. Synonym, uh, it, there's a lot of flavors going on in this, this beer. It's like, I think it's simile. Do you remember when we had the live oak Hefeweizen? Yes, I was like way, way back in the day. Um, it's got the same flavor as that. That's kind of what I, I'm tasting. Um, it's 9.5% alcohol by volume. That's a lot, but it doesn't taste heavy, but it definitely has a lot of flavor. A lot of flavor. Going I mean, on. if you ask me, the nose is loaded with Belgian yeast character of banana and clove with an equally fruity ba- body balanced with a light earthy hop character. And there's some savory notes of orange and spice followed by a dry finish. So <laughs> it's a Man. good beer. And you can, you would even be able to say that the hops has a similar taste to Teetnang, you know? I can taste the yeah. Teetnang. Yeah, I remember yeah. back in the day, it used to have more hops. Yeah. Not anymore. Uh, I, the artwork on here is really fucking weird. It's a monkey. It has, yeah, it has fucking, what, four arms and two legs? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the... I think it's it, like a... It, it's it, like Netero from fucking... Oh, God, what's the anime? Uh, Hunter x Hunter. No. When he does the... I'm pretty sure it's like a, isn't it like a Hindu? What the see no evil Hindu no god evil, or something? Evil? No, I thought I think it's like a Hindu god or something. Oh, okay. Hindi. It's got an eye something on the like stomach. That. I don't know. This is yeah. interesting. I'm assuming it's a monkey because it's called golden monkey, and it is yellow. I will just say though, I, I definitely agree. That it doesn't taste heavy, but I think the flavor is pretty good. I right? can see myself drinking this. That's uh, Belgian beers have become my favorite. Because uh, a lot of them are very light tasting, even when they're nine point five percent. Love them, get you drunk very fast. I also appreciate the name of this brewing company, Victory Brewing Company. It's just a great name. It is, and up on like the on the neck, it says "Taste Victory" with an exclamation point. I like that. And see, you Boom. can yeah, you can work with that versus the last brewing company we had on here, which well, fucking weed, weed, weed. Oh, yeah. before the Shiner one, yeah, yeah. yeah weed. Uh, yeah, you really don't have a lot to work with there. No. Um, but and uh, you're probably turning off a lot of people that wouldn't even think to have to like give a, it a chance. Yeah. Unless, unless it was because they're marketing it wrong. They're brewing companies called weed or whatever. But you, I mean, they're they can have so many different you know strains of weed. Yeah. Type. Yeah. You know, you can have a fucking purple haze beer. Exactly. Uh, you oh, can have a, blue dream. Blue dream. Fucking uh, green crack. Like, would that would the blue dream be like a blue moon spinoff? I feel like. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't know why a dream. I think of like a dreamsicle, like a okay. popsicle. What's um, the What's the Seth Rogen and James Franco movie? Pineapple Express. You can have a Pineapple ooh, Express yeah. beer. Oh. I think you would be able to get that niche market like that. I think versus just a regular. Pilsner. Dude, that's really. I think that's we need to really approach cool. them because I think we just became their marketing department. Yeah, I did go to college for a semester for marketing. So. <laughs> Very good at it. But no, seriously, yeah. If you're gonna have your company be called Weed, yeah, at least go all in on it, and yeah. you know. It's yeah, almost like they're hesitant with it, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't have to add, obviously, THC, but you could just... Have and, and cool, uh, like, strain-themed yeah, beers. Like, exactly. like a Pineapple Express. You could be... use that hint of pineapple in there. Yeah. That would be exciting. That'd be cool. Do we know of any of their other beers that they brew? Because it's a brewing company. So, I mean, uh, I'm imagining mean, they have... We looked. It was like they had, like, another lager or yeah. something. Oh. It wasn't anything exciting. Mm. It, nothing it's really depressing. came up on them. 
Um, so yeah, I think at that point you might as well you you can either continue your gimmick thing. Uh, the beer was solid; it wasn't bad or anything. No, it was a it was a good beer. Yeah, it's not. I'm not going to go out to look for it. Yeah, it felt gimmicky, and so I guess if you're going to go in with that, at least you know have fun with it. And yeah, go with the strain idea. That's a cool idea. I really like that. Um, yeah. So I've got a lot of music stuff to get into. Uh, I don't. Oh fuck! I forgot to remind you. Did you listen to the Dylan Francis EP? No, Younger I did Andy? not. That's fine. I apologize. It's that's fine. Um, I'm sorry. I've been re-listening. I've been to a it bad today. boy teacher. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I feel like I'm gonna cut that one. <laughs> For people that um, can't see, I just spanked Riley. <laughs> man, all right, cool. Five minutes, forty seconds. Yeah, cut that part. Um, I'm never going to bed tonight. Right. Um, I'm not gonna edit any of this up. Don't. Um, so originally when I listened to the EP, my first thought, and I have to preface this by saying, I'm big. Dylan, Dylan Francis fan, big Young Gravy fan, arguably very close to a day one fan for both of them. I love them dearly. The fact that they're going to have an EP together, fantastic. So excited for it. It was just hot garbage, man. It, the first track on there, uh, Whip It Up, it was just hot garbage. Like, the beat was trash. Uh, it felt like a 2013 SoundCloud rapper beat. Mm. It was trash. The lyrics were trash. Gravy's vocal performance wasn't good on it. The feature on it sucked ass. The other two songs, the beats are good, kind of catchy, but it's only three songs. That's it's three songs, and like we've been waiting like two years for this. And if you're only going to drop three songs, they have to be the greatest bangers of all time. Yeah, release the other two as fucking singles, and just don't even put an EP out at that point. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was I. You know, they're catchy, but I like, I don't know, maybe I just overhyped it in my head too much. Um, but the, the anticipation built up a little too much type thing. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is going to be absolute bangers. But the other two songs just sound like gravy songs, but just Dylan happened to produce them. And I was like, ah, this is more young gravy stuff, you know, doing fucking one of the songs called Coochie Anthem. And uh, he's just after that. I think I've heard Coochie. that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't think no, so. Yeah. No? No. Uh, it just like, came out. I know, and I feel like I. And the other like one's hot. Today? The other one, nah. The other one's hot tub. It's got T Pain on it. It's pretty good. But T Pain's cool. Yeah, I like T Pain. It's, it's catchy. They're catchy songs, but it's definitely not his best work. I'm kind of sad about it. But. So, one thing that we had talked about earlier in the week that I'm sure we both probably forgot about. No, Brock, I, Brock wasn't there, so oh, I'm yeah. gonna bring this back up. So we were talking about, you know, kind of the tier list of bands and artists you know what makes an all-time great i want to know what the fuck you think makes an all-time great dylan brock you're gonna have to cut out his last name that's for sure (laughs) 808 i apologize for that um i'm used to calling him by his full name well no so stuff y'all have touched on before so the fact that they're able to I guess morph themselves into you know a changing band if the times are changing right they're not stuck in their ways or whatever like the Beatles yeah sort of thing yeah so I mean so that's that's one aspect another is how do they affect the culture you know because you can have like take Elvis Presley he I mean he had an entire culture behind him Michael Jackson uh, the Beatles um, you know and then like people like craze that follows them yeah um, I know we had touched on there's a difference between like an all time great like a Beatles or the Rolling Stones. Then you have your trendsetters, so people, uh, okay. bands like Genesis, where they create an iconic sound, but they're not necessarily known as like an all time great band. They just kind of shape the sound of an era, so to speak. Well, I yeah. think another thing too is the duration of their ability to put out like good songs. You know, if yeah. it's just like. For five years, that could be a, a really good band or, or singer or whatever. That's where I disagree. If, if they're going for 15 or 20 years where every year or couple years they're putting out a great song that someone can remember them by, you can be like, yeah, for the past two decades, I've loved you know 10 of his songs that he's put out over time or whatever. The only reason I would disagree with that is because you have bands like CCR who were together for four years. But in those four years, they were able to put a together such a amazing and unique catalog i would consider them in that all-time great category yeah I in think, that in that respect i would agree with you 
Yeah, I think what you're describing is something that uh, there are bands that are like that. They're always going to just like be on the radio, but they're not great. They're always in like people's like collective like, oh, yeah, so and so they're on the radio. I one of those bands I think is Imagine Dragons. I feel they're one of those bands that just always on the radio, yeah. but I don't think it's in the category of a great, nor no. they're a trendsetter. They didn't change pop they're, music. They're in a solid way. band. Put There's, out some good music. Yeah, they're a solid band, and they're one of those bands that just like in the collective, like, you know, minds of people, just like, yeah, Imagine Dragons. There's a band on the radio. Um, so I guess that's a new category you can put in there is like, yeah, you know. Good, good, not great. Yeah, and it's well well known. Like yeah. people know about them. You ask anyone, they're like, "Yeah, of course I know them." Um, would you uh, Would you consider like Maroon Five like that then, where they're very well known? But I I mean, they're not a trendsetter. They I would, didn't change pop no, music in any way. I would, uh, yeah, I would say they're good. I think they their first what three albums. I think they were on the right path, and then they just went solely into that pop sort of. I don't want to say sellout, but kind of sellout. Uh, direction the the I guess four main you know views on Rune 5 are songs about James the greatest album ever whatever happened why did they change then there's the fans like me who are like all their music great trust me the new stuff is just as good as the old stuff then you have the uh, yeah the first three albums there's like you know solid whatever they're good but like after that it fell off there's no and I mean I there. like their doer stuff I think Memories is a great song fucking yeah. 1.3 billion plays on spotify and then there's the oh my god maroon five fan maroon fan that band sucks yeah. they're your four major fans um the people who are very much stuck in the songs about james the best and they really fell off after that didn't give them enough of a chance i feel like there's a lot of deep cuts that are really really good a lot of the singles are really good if you look at uh five like every, has like album. seven singles on it yeah. and the songs that weren't singles which there was a lot of songs on that album uh, we're just as good. Lucky Strike, they play that in concert all the time because it's such an upbeat banger. Lost Stars is one of my favorite Maroon 5 songs. That was only on the deluxe version. It was Correct. Oh, man, I'm getting my album. I said the wrong album. Five is a fantastic album. It has yeah. a lot of bangers on it as well. Overexposed is the one that got like six singles on it. That's the one, yeah, with Payphone. and Yeah, it has... Man Who Never Lied, mm-hmm. Love Somebody, Sad. Yeah, uh, fantastic album. Really, really good album, and then there was like Lucky Strike was one of those tracks where I was like, "Damn, that one should got a single." Because it didn't get a single, it doesn't get radio play. Yeah, um, because it doesn't get radio, play, people don't know about it. But it's one of those that like they play in their set, they play live like all the time, because um, it's just really upbeat and fun. Well, what I like about them from like the more mainstream side is the fact that you could really go up to anyone with any one of their songs, and they're gonna know most of that song by heart. Yeah, oh, yeah. and that's what I love. Like it was very catchy you know and it was it it was just so easy to to get behind when those songs would come out you know yeah i could probably put together 15 songs like right off the bat and just be like hey how many of these songs could you sing and most people are gonna be like every fucking one of them yeah they're one of those bands that was just so on the radio all the time that you always heard it and it was one it's like they're in that group of of artists that are the yeah we can play their songs at a mall or anywhere really and no one's gonna be offended by it yeah and so because of that their their music just always in your ear it's all you're always hearing it and i guess while we're on the topic of modern artists i would say i mean my opinion there's not very many artists that are going to be remembered as all-time greats from this era of music and I don't know if it's because of the more pop production just doesn't feel as natural or whatever. But I think, I mean, there the very few. Ed Sheeran, I think, will be. Adele, obviously, will be. Yeah, I think Adele's solidified. Sam Smith, maybe. I, his newer stuff, I'm not a big fan of. He's talented enough to get to the next level. Yeah. Um, I just don't. He just hasn't unlocked that yet. I think Louis Capaldi has... Uh, capacity to get there he's got great songwriting amazing voice uh, i guess we'll see what happens when his next album comes out yeah because I, I, I wouldn't put taylor swift in there i know it's going to offend a lot of people that's generational like for this like it, you know. she, yeah she's not uh, shake it off i know Alejandro yeah. had said shake it off is not going to be a song that transcends generations it's not yeah, gonna be not a that, timeless yeah. song that's literally, you know, it's just a catchy song that you can dance to. The, yeah, yeah, the, like the teenagers and like early twenties, like age group. That's where Taylor Swift is going to fall. And yeah, she's kind of really only stuck there. 
right, which I, I mean that's fine but I don't want to go too far deep in this like if you guys don't want to but if we can even take it a level deeper now who are some artists currently that are popping off that are gonna get stuck in 2022 2021 in this time period and where people may think oh this, this guy, they're gonna be around forever we love them but you honestly feel nah this is it this is their moment and it's over after this so I can see, uh, it's not, I mean, she's not really country anymore, but like Casey Musgraves, yeah. I see her kind of This was her moment. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, Golden Hour, I think was like her peak. Uh, I love Golden Hour and I have not found a, like a need to go listen to more of her music. Yeah. I think she captured everything I wanted in one album and I was like, cool, this is awesome. I love it. I don't see myself going back to her. Um, I think Sam Smith could be moving towards that to where his, I forgot what his second album, or maybe it was his third album. Um, but I think that was probably his peak. Uh, I don't think he writes most of his stuff anymore. Uh, so I just see him kind of not trailing off, but he hit his spot and that's where he's going to stay. I don't even know if he's going to stay there, honestly. I feel like he's kind of going to drop below that and stay there. So one artist that is definitely one of the biggest right now is Billie Eilish. I was going to say that, but I thought you might get offended. 2016 to 2022. She's on a six year run right now. Everything's been really good. I have issues with the newest album, but it's not bad. It just wasn't for me. Um, So it's still, it's still good. It's being played a lot. It's very popular. Yeah. She's still selling out arenas and stuff. Um, do you think she's going to continue continue dominance? And is she going to is think she's so young? Well, so I think that it has to do more with the fact that she, like in like the social media aspect and like that world, she's such a front runner right now. Like you know, with her name being out there and everything. But then also like as far as like concerts being like sold out, I don't necessarily know if it's. And she does make good music. She's got a good voice, but I would say it's more so her performance because like as a performer, she's pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like. When we saw her in concert, I was like, yo, this is like a great performance and everything. Yeah. Some of the songs that she sang, I was like, eh. But the performance was fucking awesome. And I, for that reason alone, I was like, I'm going to watch her. I'm going to be paying attention to her and everything. Yeah. So at least, at least another year or two, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. As she grows up and becomes more of, of her own woman, her own person, I guess. I don't know. I think one guy that's going to fall off. And I mean, he just, I think, put out his first album. The Kid, I don't the know. The Kid Leroy? Yeah. I don't see him sustaining no. this. He's, he's a little pump. He had, he had a great TikTok song. Uh, that's about it. He had a handful of bangers that are relative bangers in their specific genre. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's someone I just don't think is going to go yeah. anywhere. I think it's a lot of people in the hip-hop industry right now. Well, the person I thought it wasn't going to go anywhere and has surprised me for sure, and I'm happy because his music is fucking slaps, is uh, Lil Nas X. Yeah. He is, he so far, he still has positive forward momentum. It's what's next. John Mendez, I'm curious to see where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. If he hit his peak. Uh, I think Olivia Rodrigo will give it another album and then see if she kind of keeps up that pace that she's on i think uh i don't want to jump into the next topic but uh she's one of those people who she sells tickets people really like her at this moment highly have her as high up on my prediction list for acl yeah i I expect to see her he probably will be yeah um but like uh another artist that i feel like was so fucking huge at the time and just absolutely dipped when the summer of 2016 summer 2016 like that was their peak and it was all over after that was fucking Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap was dominating the radio. He was dominating with album sales, single sales. He was killing it. And then it was just over. Now he's really just a meme for our generation. Yeah. Everyone just tries to get 1738 on everything. Dude, every <laughs> every time, fucking 1738, baby. That's fucking I hate when I get to a cash register and it's like 1732 or something. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, can I just pay an extra six cents? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's funny just looking back at some of these artists and being like, yeah, like this artist is going to have the staying power yeah. to be around or they're just going to, this was their moment and they just kind of move on. 
Um, I guess that's one, like, when you look back at older music and you see the one-hit wonders. Um, it's like fucking... Rick Astley. What's that? Rick, Rick Astley. Astley has great music. Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> if, if, uh, top tier. He's, he's up there on the top three Ricks of all time. There's Rick Sanchez. Then there's uh, fucking Rick Astley. You know, and then Rick Jane probably. He's probably right there too as well. Top top Ricks right there. Rick James takes over. I don't know, man. How many memes does Rick James have? Uh, That's what I thought. Exactly. That's fair. Did Rick Rick James write one of the catchiest fucking songs of all time? I mean, I don't think so. Did he literally invent a verb that you can fucking Rick roll someone? Oh man, he's he's a top Rick. He's a good Rick. Um, All right, I guess well, one, I'll just die. I mean, one he wasn't really a one-hit wonder, but uh, one album wonder stood kind of had a few hit songs. Sean Kingston. Yeah, he had his he, mo- he had his moment in like the mid two thousands where he was gold. Yeah, and then he died, mm-hmm. and then he did a song. Did was he he's he did a song with Bieber, right? I think so. that was his downfall. <laughs> I don't know. Justin Bieber, he had moments where it was like, this is the guy you want to be around. Trust me, your career is going to go forward because of it. And then he had his moments where it's like, yeah, we might want to stay away from him. Like, he's he's not good luck right now. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you look at some of the music, fucking Chunk, and it was really just one album. Fucking Beautiful Girls. Beautiful Girls. God. Fire Burning was a fantastic song. Yeah, Eeny Meeny with fucking Justin Bieber. Hey, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck. He's not dead. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he's not dead, man. Someone yeah. told me he was dead. And I was like, ah, he probably killed himself after he made Actually, Beautiful Girls. It's really just those three songs that he put out that kind of took off. Chris Brown. Chris Brown fell off. Yeah. He's, I guess for good reason. But. He's still around, though, in the public sphere, but like well, not for music. Didn't he get in trouble for like kind of a similar thing not too long ago, like a couple weeks or a month ago? He's had the problem of beating women. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. Like he yeah. has like some kind of assault thing out on him right now, I, I think. He's not a singer anymore. He's a boxer. Yeah. yeah. Dude, and he's a damn good one. <laughs> Man. Fucking uh, getting get off that topic. Uh, Natasha Bedingfield, she had two bangers. Oh, yeah. She unwritten fell off the face of po- fucking earth. Unwritten in Pocket Full of Sunshine. I think everyone knows all of the words to both of those songs. Whatever happened to Colby Calais? She's actually in... She's in a K-pop yeah. group now. She, no, she's in sort of like a... It's a country pop yeah. sort of band called Gone West. And it's actually very good. Interesting. I was about to say, she's, still, her, she's still doing stuff. Her sound yeah. has always fit that sort of genre. It's just, and country finally moved so far left that it was just right in her alley. So she went, it's her, her husband, and then another couple in oh, the band. Okay. Fantastic. Interesting. Band. I think they have one album out. Love it. I'm trying to think of some of the other artists that kind of just fell by the wayside. Or artists that stuck around you didn't think were going to stick around. Oh, um, fuck, what was... Uh, I always go back Justin to Imagine Bieber. Dragons. Uh, Imagine kid. Dragons has just kept going. Well, Imagine Dragons just always ha- has that one huge commercial hit on every fucking album. Although they're, I listened to their last newest album, uh, absolute dog shit. Oh really? Yeah, I heard bad things. About and I was that. hope, like I was hoping I w- it looked like it could be a cool album. Uh, not at all. It fucking sucks. And it's Act One, so there's going to be more of this shit. No, <laughs> I think the, if the sales are bad enough, they're just going to be like, nah, it was just Act That's One. That's the thing. The like sales, this. the sales aren't bad. It's Imagine Dragon. I mean, they're. Cause like their number one song on Spotify right now is from that album, three hundred fifty-seven million plays. It could yeah. be the reverse uh, side of Eminem's "Music to Be Murdered By," where he had, you know, the first album come out and then the second one, and I was like, "Oh, what is this?" So they could be the reverse side of that, where maybe, the first one yeah, came maybe out, the second one's going to be great, and the second one could be amazing. I know one artist. I believe we've talked about him before. Is uh, Calvin Harris's "Funk Waves." bounce volume one he's that's one of those where it's like oh we're setting up for volume two and now he confirmed there is no volume two it was just like oh that's the title and you know he was like oh, Eminem that. has a new song out with Dr. Dre you have to listen to that oh dude because they're going to be Dr. still Forest. making music yeah, Sunday they're going to be at the Super Bowl yeah. oh, are we, it's uh, Eminem into that? Dr. Dre we'll Snoop Dogg Kendrick I just want to mention Eminem is obviously everyone loves Eminem most people but I'm White still love him. I'm still <laughs> I'm still always surprised like when he puts out an album and then I mean a lot of the recent ones have been pretty fucking good. Had some bangers on there. Yeah. Godzilla's fire. R.I.P. Juice World. What I like is that he shits on his albums though. He's like he does. 
He's like, ah, oh, that last one, that was shit. Let me give you an yeah. even better one. And then you're like, wait, I thought the last one was good. But I'm still, I mean, he's what, 50 now? Still putting out fucking Damn, he's fucking 50? Yeah. He's right around Man, I'm there. getting old. I'm getting old. People, like, I think today at work was one of those moments where I felt old. I was working with this new guy, and, uh, like, he told me he was 19, so I was like, oh, he's young. And then I, my little pea brain fucking was like, wait a minute, it's the year 2022. If you're 19 years old, that means you were born not in the 90s. And I was like, holy fuck. And I was like, I really, there's a lot of y'all that are not born in the 90s. And I was like, wow, that sucks. Like, y'all need to, like, work on that or something. Like, yeah. or I'm just old. I'm like that right on the borderline cutoff of the last yeah, both children to be born in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just days away. How many children in this, you know, in the United States were born, you know, probably a, a lot. day or two after me? Yeah, a lot. Maybe only, maybe it was only like 10,000. You ever see on the news when they're talking about like the schools are shutting down or the school, whatever? Those are all kids. There's hundreds yeah. of schools, like the thousands of schools like that. They're all full of little kids. I'm like, damn, those people are all born. A lot of them born after 2010. Yeah. Elementary kids, they're born after 2010. Middle schoolers even. Born after 2010. That's crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah, they missed. They they did not experience any of the cool shit we had no. back in the day, or well, the cool music that we had. These yeah, someone's are... got to show it to them. So they, yeah, like because they have access to it. Someone just has to be like, "Trust me, listen to this artist. You're gonna yeah. like it." See, but they didn't get to experience like the infomercials and everything, or like the like the commercials with the ads. Oh yeah, know? yeah. The Fushigi. Like, oh dude, I just uh, saw that dude, TikTok. <laughs> fucking like they didn't. You know, they're never going to grow up watching commercial on TV and being like, holy fuck, that's life changing. Like, I have to get that right now. Like, they still yeah, have yeah. ads on TV. But yeah, yeah but like same. kids, yeah, kids are kids are watching like streaming. They don't even watch yeah. commercials. Everyone, and shit. Like, everyone growing up wanted a fucking ShamWow. I mean, that shit was the coolest. Yeah, he's fucking, I fucking sold. One. You really did? Yeah. Was and, it good? Uh, so I could relate it to the equivalent of a. Five dollar towel you would get from Walmart. Yeah, yeah it's not great, but it's know. everyone just wanted it. It's, it's better than and the marketing was great. Cent towel. Fucking Billy Mays. Billy Mays here. The yeah. f- he was R. everyone's R. favorite fucking person. R.I.P. But uh, yeah, I think the marketing on a lot of these. Like, yeah, the Fushigi. It's just a ball, man. I don't think it was anything that impressive. But I want the slap chop. You know the fucking like. Look oh, at this you got onions and fucking nuts. And then you fucking just chop, 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 chop. Look at that. You got a whole <laughs> salad. Like he. That guy, he's done good for the, you know, those those kind of, like, ads and everything. Like, he's yeah. taken that role, and he's done pretty good with it. The I just on, don't know his name. The only reason everyone wanted to fucking bop it was because of the goddamn catchy-ass commercial. That's the thing that people, that marketers learned in the 90s, was that if you have a catchy, like, cadence to the way you talk. Tom Segura talked about it, too, in his fucking special. Yeah. He was like, if you want kids to repeat stuff, you got to have, like, sing a little diddly yeah. or whatever medley, have some cadence to it that they can just fucking rhyme along to. Dude, just I just fucking bop I, it. I don't know if you guys. Twist it. Fuck I don't know if you guys are familiar with, it, shoot it. with J.G. Wentworth. I still don't know what the fuck oh, J.G. Yeah. Wentworth does, but I still remember 877 Cash Now because they <laughs> yeah. have the catchy-ass fucking song. Exactly. <laughs> fucking gravy references J.G. Wentworth. Got to get my money now like jg yeah. wentworth because yeah it's fucking it just stuck in your head yeah i yeah and i have no fucking idea what jg wentworth is i think it's just fast cash you know like a quick cash yeah I think yeah i see a lot of those ads on tiktok now where it's like need cash now yeah. and i was like we can get you 200 bucks right now I'm like, oh, fucking. yeah I, I think it's one of those so i listen to the radio a lot right at work and there's one radio ad that is talking about like cash now and part of the ad they go our investors have millions and millions of dollars to give out. They don't care if you have terrible credit. And I was just thinking, I was like, yeah, they don't give a shit because if you don't pay them back, they're fucking, they're raising your interest rate by yeah. 50% like yeah. right yeah. there. So I was 50, like, more like 500. Yeah. So I was <laughs> like, sure, yeah, I'll take 5,000 right now knowing I can't pay it off. Yeah. That's one of the things like credit cards are scary if you're not looking at the interest rate and what you're paying on that. That's why if you get a credit card, pay it off instantly. Don't let it build up over time. Let the interest accrue. But those fast cash things, fucking those will fucking eat you alive. It's just not worth getting the 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever you get from those. I always say like that, you know, you're getting into a worse part of town when you see every fucking strip, (laughs) every strip mall on every street. You have a you have a fucking loan place. You have some sort of shitty lawyer or bail bonds. You have you the have pawn a, shop. Yeah, you have, you yeah, you have a pawn shop. You have like a sketchy ass tire shop. There's a, uh, and then every other street, you have some used car sales place in an area somewhere nearby or whatever. I hap- I went to go grab lunch, 
And uh, I saw the San Antonio, the WIC program building. I was like, ah, yeah, we are, this is a, this is an area. This is yeah. a different area. Yeah. So, but, um, no, yeah, the fast cash places, they're fucking this scam, man. Fucking, they're just trying to rip off poor people. Yeah. Rip off people who need money. Well, that's the thing. Those are the only people that go there. Like, people that need the fucking money. Yeah, and they know it. They and, know they have a captive audience. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, you know, but as the person going in there, do you think, like, oh, I'm getting this money, my life is turning around? Do you not realize no. that you are fucking yourself harder than if you no, just you, didn't you, go in there? You, you see, pay that's it what... back instantly. If, it, if it's like a cash, you know, uh, fucking advance or whatever, one of those, like, you just need money for a day. Yeah, look at your terms or whatever and try to get the payback instantly. But, yeah, as soon but as I you mean, let fuck, it if go. They, could, no, they the would reason, need to go in there. The reason it's always right by a fucking bail bond place is they're like, fuck, I need to post bail for someone. They go get some fast cash. I'll get paid tomorrow. I'll get paid next yeah. week. Like, let me just get 400 bucks real quick. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Yo, so I sent you an article. I said, well, actually, I sent you two articles. Um, I guess we'll talk about the one, the tweet I sent you today, because I thought it was a funny headline. Oh, yeah. So I sent him over. It was trending on Twitter today, because it, it just happened. Kanye West, he's headlining Coachella. You know, yay. He's doing his thing. Love you, yay. Uh, Billy, also headlining, uh, as well as Harry Styles. Fuck Billy. So for some Ooh, reason, Kanye had heard... That Billy was talking trash about Travis Scott. And she said it at a concert or whatever. And so Kanye's reaction was, well, I got to defend my boy. And I was like, if Billy doesn't apologize to Trav, that's literally what he says Trav, not Travis Scott, but it's Trav. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to cancel on Coachella and I'm not going to go. Yeah. Oh, shit. As he should. <laughs> so the funny part about the story is I don't know if you read into it or not. Uh, no. Uh, Billy never said anything. She was just told Billy said something. Uh, what Billy, what happened if, was... If Ye says Billy said something, then <laughs> Billy said something. Ye 2024. Well, Ye might have heard something because he has 23 different personalities. So one of his other personalities <laughs> might have said... Look, and I voted, hey, no. I voted for all 23 of those last election. <laughs> I'm going to vote for him again next election. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was during Billy's concert, someone, I guess, passed out and needed their inhaler. So she stopped the show and was like, hey, let's get this person helped out. And that was it. But I guess someone interpreted it a different way and then it got passed down to someone and then it got to Kanye or whatever. And he's like, yeah, Billy's talking trash about Travis. I was like, she didn't even mention or talk about or anything. She just stopped a concert to help a fan. Says you. Well, with that kind of statement being made right now, I mean, even if he is like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll stay in Coachella. That's going to be awkward. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. It just, I Look, he maybe he's, he's I get if he out. if he told a friend that, like, oh man, fuck Billy, I can't believe I'm gonna fucking drop out of Coachella. But he told a reporter that, and then he expounded upon it. No, and he what, kept expounding upon it, and I was what, like, you didn't get the full story, did you, man? What I think happened is someone told him he was like, I don't give a shit, and then he looked at his calendar and he was like, fuck, I'm supposed to be on vacation in Cabo, and and during Coachella, so he was like, okay, well, fuck Billy, she's not gonna apologize. Yeah, like, so I'm just gonna say if she doesn't apologize, I'll show up. <laughs> I won't show up, so I can go to Cabo. He can't show up for that one day. He's got to perform. No, he's got to go to Cabo. Oh, get, it's non-refundable, dude. I don't. I don't. Okay, I. What is goes to Cabo? Tell me. Tell me. Cabo once a week. Tell me that's not sound logic. He doesn't he's look a, like a Cabo he's a, person. He's a billionaire. He he probably loves Cabo. No, nah, he probably has like a private island he goes to and shit in Cabo. Nah, <laughs> he owns Cabo. Maybe. No, well, Jay Z, he owns Cuba. They're best friends. But, um, yeah, I saw that headline today, and I was like, why is this a headline? Why is this thing going on? Like, this is just... But I was like, hey, you know what? It got clicks. It got views, and that's what matters. Yeah, that, oh. that other one you sent us, so I'll let you go before we... Uh, I was going to say, can we agree that... Uh, just You mentioned Jay-Z. Uh, can we agree that Jay-Z would lose in a versus battle to Lil Wayne? No, he would Lil Wayne? No. Lyrically, in a versus battle, you were saying that Lil Jay-Z Wayne is just has Lil Wayne. mumbles and grumbles his lyrics. Yes, he got fire bars, but he also fucking just makes up lyrics sometimes. But Jay Z's not a not a like on the spot guy. Like he he makes yeah he's not he a makes masterpieces in the sense that like he sits down yeah. and he goes through it. He's not the best Lil freestyler. Lil Wayne will just shit something out, and you're like, damn, that's golden. No, Lil, okay. Lil Wayne's not a great freestyler. No, no, no. That's Hold not on. his. No, no, actually. Give it a flip there. He is a great freestyler. He's so good at freestyling. All of his he's stuff okay. is freestyled, and he can't perform them because he doesn't know what he said. 
Um, so that's how good of a freestyler is. He he just spits out fucking genius, but then can't ever perform it because he doesn't know what the fuck he said. You have to re-listen to it and go, what did I say again? Literally, he said this in an interview before. Like, that's one of his issues. I feel like you're backing me up right now. No, no. But first off, no, I think Jay-Z overall is just better than, than, than Lil Wayne. But you're right. You're correct. Jay-Z isn't much of a freestyler. But then again, why are we putting two... And we're comparing apples and oranges here, then. Well, yeah, but that's that's like. I mean, isn't M- that versus going to happen soon? Eminem would destroy both of them one on one lyrically. So, yes, I five to that. But isn't that a versus going to happen soon? I have no idea. I don't keep up with versus. Oh, you haven't seen? Okay, so the, it's like it's like all obviously. I don't have Twitter or anything. Like yeah, that, yeah. But like on Instagram and. No, Snapchat. I know about it, but I just yeah. didn't know that well, that was a battle coming up. Uh, I think it is. There's been and there's been more like over the past like week or two there's been a lot more talk of it so i thought it was actually happening and coming up yeah but i don't know we'll see but who cares young boys better than all of them my heart (laughs) just had an attack all right what you got here i was gonna get into that next yeah scary ass fucking article you sent me scary it seems exciting no not at all i missed something apple just bought an ai ai music um, so it creates does it create soundtracks uh to by using artificial intelligence um to piece together sounds or whatever so basically what whatever mood you're in you know your heart rate or whatever it can change the tempo of the song so it can raise or lower it which is kind of Terrifying. I see where you're coming from, but I would agree with Alejandro on this. I think that's exciting. I'm excited about it because so the one thing Spotify beats Apple Music in is in playlist creations. And I'm unaware if whether or not these are user generated or if they are, you know, employee generated or if they're AI generated, these playlists. But Spotify has unique so many unique playlists for yeah. each individual user. It's crazy how specific and like on point they are. Apple, I think, is going to use this technology to try to beat Spotify at their game. They want to be able to provide playlists and have discoverability. It's, it's not just better for, than it's that. not just for playlists though. Yeah, I was going to yeah. change a song based on your mood or whatever. No, How I does get, it gauge your mood. I don't know. So I believe if you're wearing an Apple Watch, the heart oh, okay. going with the heart rate thing, I bet yeah, if you're working out and stuff, and you know, like you said, like in the article described, let's say you're running, you're like you're you're walking or whatever, and it's time for your run portion of it. As you start running, your heartbeat's gonna go up. The music may change to fit that, uh, and so you have a better tempo to run at. I also think artists are gonna hate this. There's gonna be I, an off switch for that, right? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm well, sure. no, this is like a yeah. probably just like, even if it's unrolled, it'll be like a special feature. You have to go into it. Okay. Cause I, was about to say, I have a buddy who listens to classical music when he works out. Oh, yeah. Literal classical great. music. That'd be great. But so, did you get Fly yeah. to the Bumblebee that you start running? <laughs> uh, it just speeds up really fucking quickly. But um, I, I mean, I think that would be, I think a lot of artists aren't going to like that just because of the fact that they make their songs specifically how they make it. No, I, I agree with you. I think... Well, it's weird because, like, obviously I come from the EDM family, so, like, listening and having tempo changes, that's perfectly normal. DJs will slow down or speed up songs, either a remix so they can fit it into their set, or if they're live mixing, they they need to slow down or speed up songs in order to match the tempo of the songs they're going to play in. So, speeding up and slowing down is something you hear. Yeah. So, I think for me, what I'm most excited about as well is that, you could get like live DJ mixes out of it. AI generated DJ mixes yeah. um, is another really exciting thing. It's great for workout playlists, I think, or workout mixes and stuff. Um, as Apple's been pushing harder and harder and harder to get different DJs or different uh, artists to create these mixes or these playlists so that you can have a continuous loop of music playing without cuts in it. Um and so Apple's really pushing to get more users over to the platform for discoverability, get new songs out there, rather than just like, this is a library of music, listen to what you like. Um, where Spotify really does a good job of like promoting, helping you find new music. You're always coming in with new music because Spotify's recommending things to you. It, uh, one thing, because I read through some of the comments to see what people were saying. Uh, so one guy put, it'd be great for you know, producers do, putting together soundtracks for movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's certain scenes they need to raise the tempo for something. It'd be great in that aspect. Yeah. For sure. 
I just don't I don't want it touching my music. I'm sure it would be cool if we get like a full like suite of like these are the features I want, these are the features I don't want. And like you can customize it the way you want. Like, hey, I don't want any tempos to be changed. I want tempos to be as they are. Yeah. But you're willing to flow songs in, into each other as well as, you know, just kind of get an endless loop of music without any cuts in there. I'm imagining this first version that drops when it finally does is going to be very much prototype and they're going to have a lot of bugs no. and kinks that they're going to have to work through. I don't think they'll put it out before it's ready. It won't, well, it won't be well, for another five years or so. I mean, it, I feel like it would be, they think it's ready and then they get their initial testing from it and they're like, oh I mean, Apple is usually pretty good at, they put out a solid product at launch. Yeah. There may be a few small problems, but nothing major. Yeah. And so I well, feel... I don't agree just, with that. I mean, think about how they took away the fucking headphone jack. People were pissed. They took away the fucking... No, that's... Well, those so, are... I mean, but those are different. There wasn't, there wasn't like a glitch or a problem yeah, or those, an issue with it. They were pushing for you to move to wireless. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the, um, that was something that in their heads they thought was really good and then when it got to the public yeah, but, they were like fuck this but it's not because they did they didn't put out a finished project product they it was just they, a fee, it was just so, something that they took away so apple consistently in their history has always tried to push people towards certain things so it may have been back when like the apple 1 and apple 2 they're pushing of usb people are like usb what the fuck is that like we're not going to use that now USB is used for fucking everything. Yeah. They try to do it with like the charging ports, but they lost that battle. USB-C is taking over in charging and they need to see the writing on the wall and go, hey, lightning just isn't working. We have to go to USB-C. But for the most part, they've always tried to push new innovations and try things. The headphone jack was one people didn't like very much. Um, but the thing that they got from removing the headphone jack is they allowed the phone to be waterproof that extra hole there it was hard to create a seal around it so you can make the phone the phone waterproof to get that ip6 rating ip7 rating which is not great it's water resistant not waterproof but that was one of the first steps as well as helping thin the phone down the 3.5 millimeter jack is standard so it comes a certain width and everything yeah. by removing that you can make the phone a little bit thinner um so there, there was a lot of like technical hardware reasons why they did it as well uh not just the Oh fuck you, headphone users! It, it, there, there were some technical. And I mean, things. nowadays, I, I don't know if any phone still has a fucking headphone jack. Mine doesn't. Um, but every everything's wireless now. You don't see very many people with cords. And and Apple showed us you can just have lightning headphones. Yeah, I get it. There comes the very specific case where you need to charge the phone and you need to use your headphones. It doesn't come up as often as, you know, maybe maybe there are some people where it comes up every day for them and it's, they hate it and it's a problem. And they have to get a splitter. But I think they did the numbers and they were like, and eh, the chances that this is going to cause an issue for uh, a large section of our users was probably pretty low. Worth just moving on with it. Yeah. That's valid points. I'll, I'll still be sitting in the background waiting to see if, you know, there there is problems when it drops or not. Because I just I feel like that's a very advanced like use of AI I, right there. The other thing too is I don't think it'll come out any anytime soon. No. It's one of those things like I don't know if we, I don't think we talked about this. I talked to some other people about it. Apple just put out a patent for uh the new technology with the AirPods Pro. Did we talk about this recently? Uh not on the podcast, I don't think. Okay. So they came up with the new patent. But this patent is when people are looking at it or predicting a technology that just seems we're not gonna get for five plus years from now. Like it's too advanced. The idea behind the patent is they patented the technology to where, so on the AirPods Pro, there's three modes you can listen in. You can have normal, so just headphones in, there's no noise canceling or anything going on, and it's just the headphones are in, your, are in your ears. There's transparency mode. That is, it's going to block out a lot of the ambient noises, like the sounds of my fan on my PC or cars going by. But it's going to still let you hear things around you as well as amplify certain sounds so that you can be more aware. Yeah. Then there's noise canceling. It just tries to block out everything. It's active noise canceling. So as noise comes in, the uh, headphones themselves receive that through the mics on the outside and then cancel the noise out. And so you don't hear anything. This new technology is going to be well beyond that. They're going to remove the use of transparency and noise canceling and have either a fourth mode or get rid of both of those modes. And so where you'll be able to use keywords or certain sounds in order to, your headphones can 
hear and go, oh, I need to turn off my noise canceling to allow this specific sound to come in so that someone can grab your attention. They gave an example of like, well, what if you're sitting, you know, on the couch and your partner's trying to call you over? They can say the keyword, you know, banana or whatever. And your headphone goes, you hear that word because it knows, oh, I have to listen for this word. And then they go, oh, hey, what's up? And so they can still enjoy their noise canceling, but then have certain things break through the noise canceling. I think that technology is really far ahead and there's a lot of work that has to get done on it. But I think when it does come out, it could be super cool or it could just be, eh, whatever. We just don't know yet. So that's how I feel about this new project. There's a lot of cool things we can think about. This is going to be awesome when it happens, but it also could never happen. It could just be one of those, they acquired it, trial technology didn't work and they move on. I think they'll try. I think it's going to be more of a commercial use than it is individual use. I don't Mm -hmm. see, there's not a ton of usage for an average everyday person Unless it's those specific circumstances, like yeah. working out or something like that. I yeah. think, yeah. You're at In which tar- case, you just turn on that setting, I guess. Yeah. yeah. If you're at like a store or whatever, and you just need music to play and just you know, royalty-free. It doesn't have to be royalty-free, but using royalty-free, easy, no issues, no explicit content, whatever. And it just, that's the way to yeah. do it, is do AI-generated music. I also did see something in the comments. Uh, could be like a copyright issue just with them altering someone else's song uh, could bring up some sort of copyright issue. Yeah. So we'll see. So I think, yeah, if they stick with just the the royalty free AI generated or the, or the AI generated stuff, that's probably like it, it it could be a feature that is available and no one may use. It's one of those things that also could happen because you're right. Copyright. That's a big issue as well. But it's interesting to see where techn- where music is going, how people are going to change listening, how they're going to listen to music. Because, like, artists are going to keep making the music, but how are we going to um, enjoy it? Which right. I just saw an interesting NFT project um, today. Of where NFTs. It's an NFT gallery in the metaverse. <laughs> so you're able to display your NFTs, like, in an art gallery, a digital art gallery in the metaverse. And, you know, if some of your NFTs have like extra stuff like games attached to them or music attached to them, you can enjoy those through your gallery, as well as you can have people in the metaverse come over and have like a party or come view your gallery. I'm still very confused by the metaverse. It's it is a fucking cesspool of just all these different things. I remember when I first started trying to get into NFTs because like I'm big into investing in crypto. Right. I was like, let's get into NFTs. I went to buy a virtual street in a city that was being built through purchases of NFTs. Um, I didn't have the money to buy a building, but I could buy a street that had no plots of land on it, right? However, if you went a little further into the town, if you will, there was someone who had bought a building and each building had different things to offer. On his first level of his building, you could go, and I believe it was like an arcade center, and you he would make money off of you visiting that and i was like jesus christ this shit is fucking like it is it is just mind-boggling yeah we have a friend who wanted to breed you know virtual nft horses oh yeah that's big right now and you know you arguably could make as much money off of that as you could real life horses like yeah fucking you, insane. it's, it's spend, crazy the way we're heading so i just recently learned about that and uh then i did some more research on it and it's fucking big yeah you spend two three four five hundred dollars on this virtual horse if it happens to be a horse with you know the good stats to win the races and everything you can either just run that to and bet that way and make money or if you have if it's priced enough and it has really good stats you can then people can pay you to breed because it can breed every like 30 days or 90 days or whatever so or i think it's every so many days you can breed it so many times a month and you can make you know x amount per breeding and then you make money passively through just breeding your fucking digital horse but i learned also your horse can die uh, so you have to take care of it. And I'm just like, whoa, this is fucking like, like Tamagotchi yes. with real money attached yeah. to it. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, but it's crazy. I think it's one of those things that shouldn't be slept on. But I also don't think you should put all your like no. time and energy into. But don't sleep on them, though. So have you all ever heard of a guy named Gary Vee? Yeah. Yes. Very, okay. So he'll say anything. Vee. I hate that guy. So he I, he is a genius of a, of a human being. Yeah. <sighs> And he talks about it. He's like, I have put hours 
and hours into NFTs before I bought a $40 NFT. He's like, I put in, I think he said he, he, he spent like two months researching it before he even bought a $40 NFT because he's like, this has value. And to say it doesn't have value right now in the world, like, and it's not going to is, is dumb. Yeah. But he's like, I also don't believe that I need to throw in thousands and thousands of dollars, which that would still be nothing to him. Yeah. You know, and just hope it, it does something for him. You know, there's still like that. This is now just another platform to invest on. Yeah. And I feel like it's with the way the, of the world right now, it's not going to go away anytime soon. It might lose its, you know, steam a little bit, but maybe even not that. I think I really enjoy the NFT projects that are games and that you can win other NFTs through because I'm like, oh, cool. Like, especially if it's skill based, if it's like luck based or like stat based, like the like the horse racing and stuff, it's different. But like if it's skill based, like you fucking you play fucking Fortnite and you win an NFT. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. You can turn gaming into like a profitable thing yeah. on a very low level. If There's a fucking Roblox uh, like thing you can do where you could, you'll win at NFTs from it if you. I don't I don't know how Roblox works or whatever, but yeah. there's there's some kind of reward system where I don't you think get anyone an knows how Roblox works from it. Uh, kids Even born in, that- kids born in the two thousand or later know how Roblox work. Trust me, they're real good at it. Uh. Like uh, that episode of fucking South Park where the parents the kids put a parental lock on the TV. Oh yeah, and they have to try to figure out how to play minecraft in order to get the password <laughs> it was like uh, sharon i'm trying to breed this horse right now <laughs> oh man um but yeah i think looking at some of like the nft projects are cool some of the NFTs that just purely art i'm like okay that's cool i get it you know it's a way to sell art um but the, the projects that are really really cool that that are kind of exciting i, I want to do more research into it and be more well informed on the topic because i know it's just going to keep growing Another, right. or go for it. I was going to say, so we only have about 10 minutes left. I don't know if you guys want to get into sports at all today. Uh, we can. Yeah, I'm down for it. Uh, yeah. Touch on the Super Bowl real quick. Well, yeah. I want, So I wanted to touch on the trade deadline first. That was today. Yeah. Oh, okay. A couple, couple big trades. So the biggest trade of the day, James Harden, the Sixers, or Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond in a couple picks, I think. Yeah. Huge fucking trade. Uh, I think everyone knew it was coming. Eventually, I think it was very good. It was, I mean, I think great trade for both teams. I think the Nets won the trade. Uh, I think Harden's getting past his prime. And the Nets got a young Ben Simmons who can definitely help defensively with that team. And a sharpshooter, Seth Curry. Well, and Ben Simmons needed to get out of the Sixers. Like He, he was, he was yeah. never going to play for them again. Yeah that, yeah, that was not a situation that was good for him. Even though he had, you know, talent, and every, he has talent and all that. It just, he... He needed to leave there. Yeah. So. Kind of disappointed the Lakers didn't trade Russell Westbrook, but it is what it is. Yeah. I was, I saw a clip on uh, Twitter today. It was, uh, what's it called? Um, what's the basketball show in NBA called? Uh, it's not jump shot or um, shoot around or. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so uh, they played a clip of them talking about how the Lakers didn't. Uh, have any deals at all during the trade deadline and Kendrick Perkins and the other hosts were just laughing because they were yeah. like, y'all are so dumb. Like, yeah. why did you do anything? I agree. Well, I think they, said, I think, we're, they what, said we're going to focus on the buyout market. Yeah. I think Westbrook's fucking uh, shop value right now is it's really well, questionable because he stole Russell Westbrook, but then also he's getting a little older. And from what he's shown with the Lakers this year, that's... He sucks, and he's got a. <laughs> he's making forty four million this year with a forty five million dollar playoff player option for next year. He it's because yeah. we we trade. got him from Russell Westbrook. You know, like he he was Russell Westbrook last season. He was the guy who was averaging a fucking triple double. Now he's not, and I think teams are questioning: Are you getting old? Is it the system? What is it? But I also don't want to put my eggs in a basket and get you. You know, yeah. because you still might do what you're doing with the Lakers with us. You might do better with us. I don't know. But I don't think teams are really wanting to take that chance right now. So I don't think they even had, like, offers for him. Or we got, ones we got one, and it was John Wall and someone else for Westbrook in a first. We declined. Uh, I would have taken that just for the first. No, John Wall's making just as much money, and he's worse. Uh, another I'm sem- saying for the pick. No, we gave the first round pick. Oh, yeah, that would have yeah. been bad. Uh, another semi-big trade, Kristaps uh, Porzingis 
Ooh. traded to the Wizards oh, shit. for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Uh, I don't know. Kind Question of a mark? yeah, kind of an interesting deal. I love Dinwiddie. I think he's you know could help a lot on that team as a backup uh, guard. Bertans, good shooter. Yeah, that was an interesting one though. Another big four team trade. I don't think there are any big names in it. Uh, Dante Divincenzo to the Kings, third mm-hmm. to pocket of the Bucks. Nothing else really. This is a definitely an active trade deadline. I'm very happy. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And then I guess we can close out with Super Bowl. Yeah, Mr. Football Socks. Uh, uh, so the Chiefs have a chance. <laughs> you can die in a hole. <laughs> Uh, so what are y'all's predictions? I'm curious. Uh, I think Bengals, and I don't think it's going to be close. I think they're just going to stomp all over LA. See, I think it's going to be very close. I think we're going to get a, I don't know necessarily if it's going to be exciting, but the score I think will be very close, like three points, you know, type, yeah. type close. Yeah, I'm going, uh, if I was betting, I would bet on the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but personally, I'm rooting for the Bengals. I know they beat both me and Brock's team. To get there, so and they, especially the Chiefs, they yeah. beat them in a fuck you fashion where they were like, Hey, yeah. you remember what we did to y'all in week 17? We're gonna do it to y'all again, yeah. just this time in the AFC championship, yeah. yeah. You know, um, so Don't if, if anyone has momentum right now, I think the Bengals have more momentum than 100%. the Rams, uh, yeah. Rooting for Joe Shiesty, hoping he gets it, mm-hmm. I, but it's also it's the toughest Super Bowl for me personally. Just like I, I'm a fan of Joe Burrow, I think he's a fantastic quarterback. Uh, but I also love Matt Stafford. Damn he, it, it's his time. Yeah, and Matt Stafford deserves a fucking ring. I love uh, Andrew Whitworth. He's the left tackle. He was the left tackle for the Bengals for a very long time. Uh, but he's a great guy. It's just there's so many uh, there's so many reasons to root for both teams. I think I honestly okay. Stafford's been in the league for 13 years, right? Yeah. If he doesn't get it this year, he might get close again, but I don't know if he gets to the Super Bowl again. Like, he might make it to the NFC Championship again, but I feel like this year has to be his year. Yeah. So, I, I'm I feel like it the, is, but... the Rams, you know, I get there's some players that are getting older, uh, one of them being Matthew Stafford, but I think the Rams definitely have a very good chance of returning. I mean, they, they yeah, look they have very a, solid. It's just going to be tough to keep the team together yeah you're gonna have a lot of players asking for more money and everything especially von Von miller's a free agent after this year uh jalen ramsey's getting a shit ton of money they're gonna have to pay cooper cup they're gonna have to pay stafford uh who else fucking can't remember their other receiver's name uh robert woods yeah yeah he was injured all for half the season uh cam Akers, other guy it's just gonna be hard to keep everyone around so this is probably their the best shot they're going to have because they obviously built this team cheap one-year deals yeah and whereas on the flip side the Bengals, that's going to be a much easier team to keep together yeah. like all very young four players like you're yeah. going to see most of them still nine on, out of ten yeah. of them return most yeah. of them still on rookie deals so they're yeah. going to get even better this offseason yeah you know? so uh as far as yeah is in that respect i think the rams need to win this yeah. this year even though it would be a fucking hell of a thing if the Bengals won. Joe Burrow's uh, little legend he has being built right now escalated so far if he won. It's going to be a very exciting game, that's for damn sure. And then exciting halftime show. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, a game being played after the concert. It's crazy. You (laughs) you got what Eminem, I think Uh, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, Dre. And then who's Um, the chick? She's uh, a big name. Ah, fuck. Well, it's a, I have no idea. She uh, is a big name. I didn't know there was anyone else. It didn't bother me. Uh, uh, give me 30 seconds. I'll find it. It's a female artist. Mary J. Blige. Thank you. Oh, really? Mary yeah. J. Blige, too? Wow, that, yeah. that is a really big name. Yeah, it's a, it's a loaded... And I, I'm i interested to see if they make any kind of uh, like crossovers between them. They have to. To they play. have to because they've all they've all done some music together. All yeah. of them. Eminem and Dre, and then Snoop and Dre. I'm sure they Snoop and Kendrick as well. Yeah. Um, There's got to uh, be some kind of crossover, M- right? Did love game with Kendrick. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that they, one they, can be they, a, <laughs> played at the they halftime. <laughs> they need to play till I collapse, right? Or lose <laughs> yourself. Like those. That has to be one of the songs they put in there. Also, with the time frame that they're allotted, like not afraid. 
do does there's each artist just, get like one two songs and then they get like a performance together well, I, I think, think, I think the whole to, thing's gonna be together I think it's gonna be a medley they're yeah. gonna have to fucking do some of the best bars from each song yeah. and your DJ's gonna have to mix that shit together and it's gonna be interesting but I don't know I guess we'll have to see I we, need a doctor they could do that yeah, if that someone gets, like Stafford, Stafford gets a concussion or something, or then he <laughs> dislocates his fucking arm yeah, again, so they just start playing. I need a doctor. But it, it'll it'll be a very good halftime show. It will. Um, I wanted to touch on Nintendo Direct real quick, but nah, we're we're out of time. We'll we'll talk about it next week. It wasn't it wasn't very exciting stuff to talk about, but just more Nintendo, more games coming out. Woo. Um, but that's pretty much everything. Uh, do you guys have any final comments before we sign off here? Uh, I'm about to denounce my Lakers fandom if they don't fucking turn this shit around. Oh, so. they're, they're going to turn it around. You know, I, I I'm just kidding. I always I'm knew never, you were a fake I'm ass I'm just fan. kidding. I'm never going to fucking... I stayed loyal to the Raiders for my whole <laughs> life. So. Well, I feel like staying loyal to the Lakers during the, the stretch at the end of Kobe's career slash the last like two or three seasons after he left, that was really hard to be a Lakers fan. Yeah, but it doesn't beat only having two winning seasons in 20 years, so... Oh, that's right. That's how bad the Raiders are. Yeah. Ah. Well, that'll do it for us. That's uh, another episode of Riffs on Tap, episode number 31. If you enjoyed what you heard, uh, please tell a friend. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. If you like to buy a lot of our music opinions, uh, we have a playlist of some of our favorite music that we're listening to right now. You can go check that out. Uh, links will be below, or you can go to riffsontap.com. Uh, once again, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.